The early morning hours and mostly before daybreak as well. Pretty solid tonight after midnight. They'll move out and then throughout the day tomorrow, we'll have more scattered thunderstorms than what we've seen during the daylight hours. Overnight lows tonight in the 60s, tomorrow near 80. Rain chance moving out tomorrow night and then in returning chance of scattered storms and showers Friday, Friday afternoon and evening. Rains also Saturday, potentially heavy by then. 80-ish each day. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Come to the Slidell Gun and Knife Show, April 10th and 11th, to see thousands of handguns, rifles, and shotguns, plus knives, personal protection items, and ammunition. Bring your gun to sell or trade. They offer appraisals and instant background checks. The Slidell Gun and Knife Show at the Harbor Center, Slidell. Take I-10 to Oak Harbor, Exit 261. Saturday, April 10th, 9 to 5. Sunday, April 11th, 10 to 4. Take I-10 to Oak Harbor, show and another incredibly beautiful but sort of scarce kind of day in the city uh we we paid our dues last night with a nasty nasty thunderstorm was it bad over there henry is he there henry okay i'm here um, sorry <laughs> yeah was it bad over there last night oh it was terrible i got woken yeah, yeah, up yeah. at like three in the morning yeah it was bad so I was awakened by the cat at 2.30 who seemed completely, completely off the rails and for some inexplicable reason wanted to go outside, <laughs> which I'm always happy to let a cat outside. So I did, and I guess he maybe just wanted to go cower under the house or something. I don't know. but um, And then I never did get back to sleep till like 5.30. It's Marianne Fitzmorris. That's the voice you hear here on the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show. As I said, it's an exquisitely beautiful day outside. Tom is not going to be showing up. I don't think so. He was inclined to, but he is finishing the most delectable lunch right now. I don't even think I could get him away from it. It's pretty scrumptious, I have to say. <clears throat> Didn't you think so, Tom? Mm -hmm. Didn't you think that little pie was yummy yum? Yummy well, times with you. <laughs> I said, yummy, yum. It was pretty, pretty great. So we went, Tom went to visit his sister Lynn today uptown. I had some business to do. And I did it and I thought, you know, we're here. Let's try to have lunch. So we went to, uh, I went to, I first, I got there first. It was lovely to sit outside. So I went to <clears throat> Val's on Britannia and I wasn't really sure what that situation was apparently it's I thought it, you know it was outdoor dining which I was definitely down for and I thought it was table service but as it turned out it was not uh, you order at the counter I think it's called La Ventana and then you take your food and you sit down so it, that was a surprise that was surprise number one so I got to the counter, which had only one person in front of me. And the guy behind the window called to me over the shoulder of the person in front of me, uh, ma'am, where's your mask? <clears throat> and I said, it's in the car. 
And he said, you need a mask. And I said, I'm outside. And he said, well, you're on our property. And I went, okay then. So I walked to the car to get the mask. I would have just left, but we had already invited Tom's sister to have lunch with us. And so I went to the car. And when I went to the car, by the time I came back from the car, because it's not easy to park on Britannia, not Britannia, uh, Ferret. Getting around Ferret is wow, is all I can say. The parking and the, I wish I bought property right off of Ferret about 15 years ago. Anyway, I got back to the line, which now had about eight people in it, which put the on the whole project because we had to get back in the car at 1230 to make it home for the show. So that was the end of that venture for eating. <clears throat> but as we were driving away, I passed windowsill pies which I saw going up next to Humble Bagel. Henry, have you ever seen that little place? I have, yeah. Yeah, have you had anything from there? Uh, I don't think I have, actually, no. It's scrumptious, that is the word for it. It's a little mm. tiny place, and I was wondering how well they were going to do. They were just serving pies, and I thought that meant hand pies, but it didn't. They do have some hand pies. They don't have a lot of things. I, I called after I saw it as I was trying to figure out where in the world I would park. I called to order over the phone to just grab it quickly and leave. And um, I asked what was, I, I couldn't, I was driving so I couldn't see the menu. So I asked if, you know, she started going through a bunch of pies as you think, you know, sweet pies. And I said, well, do you have any savory pies? Because I thought they did. And she said, we have a quiche and we have a crawfish pie. And so I got one of each. <clears throat> These are pretty large. These are like, one was $12, one was $16. So for that price, I, they felt like they ought to have some oomph to them, which they did. It was divine. It was really, like, really good. Uh, I am not a creamy quiche person i need my eggs to be kind of hard you like soft eggs generally don't you tom soft eggs soft eggs soft you like eggs. soft eggs yes oh who doesn't well i don't but um i know that you do and so the quiche was actually almost custardy in the inside it was really creamy and custardy which normally would be incredibly offensive to me but it was so good it was so tasty and the crust was so flaky it was you know what we're just going to power through this and it was delicious if you are a a quiche person who likes sort of a softer middle you will be crazy about this quiche and if you don't like the softer middle, you'll put up with that and still be crazy about the quiche. And uh, the crawfish pie, I, the crawfish pie was also incredibly flaky. The, not the Hubbard Busey. The, cra the crawfish pie that I had was um, kind of smallish, but 
and, and it had a really flaky crust and had the little pinched edges. You know, it was sitting in a pie pan. It had the little pinched edges. And when you cut into it, it, it was just like an entire... It was, it was like if you open the door to a closet that was overstuffed and everything came falling out on you. That's what this was like. You cut into it and just... Whew, and what was in it was, I think, everything but the kitchen sink. They had mushrooms in there. It was kind of like the same thing that I did last year with the boil. I had the potatoes, the corn, the um, celery. What else? Potatoes, corn. Uh, they had mushrooms in this. They had other vegetables. It was, it was a pie that I wasn't really expecting. I sort of expected there to be more, more stuff, meaning something that would congeal all of these items together. <clears throat> but that was not the case. It was a crust holding back an avalanche of ingredients. Mm. Crawfish among them, by the way. That sounds only a little dangerous. <laughs> but it was good. It was like the first couple of bites I thought, uh, I don't know. And I was a little uh, put off by all of the ingredients that were not together. They were just crumbling all over the place. But it, the taste was actually good. So I would say that the quiche was magnificent and the crawfish pie was excellent, but not expected what was in the the interior of the crawfish pie was not what i expected so anyway uh that was windowsill pies did you have a little bitty one tom did you finish with dessert because uh, they also serve these little two dollar pies <clears throat> and they amount to a size of maybe like a silver dollar and and they're about an inch high and they had a pecan pie Mm -hmm. which if someone is offering pecan pie to me, the answer is always yes. And uh, I took the pecan pie. There was, I think, one little, <clears throat> one little pecan half on it. And the rest was filling, but it was a little tiny pie. And it was, it too was very good. I mean, it, it I, that's not my thing, a big, uh, a, a sweet pie, but uh, I thought it was good. Good stuff coming out of that little windowsill. The cute little tables there. I mean, I wish we'd had time to stay. They had, you know, cute little orange tables out front. This is in the block, the block um, away from the city, about one or two doors in from whatever the side street is where Val's is. So Ferret and whatever that side street is, two doors down, away from the city. <clears throat> Cute little place. Great little pies. Really good little pies. 5569696 is the number. If you want to talk to us, we are here ready to talk to you about food. Tom's been doing it 33 years coming up, and me almost two years. I can't believe it. One year almost for this show. This reboot of the food show is coming up on a year old. Wow. Shocking. Anyway, we'll be back. 5569696. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. 
One of my favorite roast beef poor boys isn't a poor boy place at all. DiMartino's is a wonderful restaurant with traditional Italian food and excellent fish and chicken dishes, as well as the muffalettas for which they are known. With three locations on the West Bank that are more casual, the Covington restaurant feels upscale with good food and great prices. It's a winner. DiMartino's Covington, Marrero, Algiers, and Terrytown. DiMartino's.com. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? I do, I do. I like a Gershwin tune, and I love this weather. I'm looking at this beautiful weather out the big picture windows at this house and uh, loving it, absolutely loving it. I wish we could have eaten outside today. I did when I got home, but it was a quick, quick scarfing down of something that was too delectable to scarf down. <clears throat> the little windowsill pies. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Coincidentally, <laughs> it is Pan American Empanada Day. Empanados. Yeah, so I was kind of expecting to get like an empanada at um, windowsill pies. I love empanadas, Henry. I know you love empanadas because you get them out there. Crazy about empanadas. Today's Pan American Empanada Day. An empanada is a half-moon-shaped turnover, usually stuffed with some kind of meat. It's found in both Spanish and Latin American cuisines. Empanada literally means enclosed in bread. The bread in this case is a flour tortilla or sometimes pie dough. I usually see it as a pie dough. I'm trying to think of when I've ever seen an empanada as a tortilla. False. I've not seen one. <clears throat> I do see flaky pie dough and flaky pie dough around anything makes me happy. Ground beef, pork, and sausage are typical empanada fillings. Both Natchitoches style meat pies and Hubig's pies qualify as empanadas. The best empanadas in New Orleans were at Rio Mar. <clears throat> they had a tuna filled one. Gosh, Rio Mar goes back 20 years, I think. I remember in the early days of the show, Rio Mar was a sponsor of the show. 5569696 is the number. That is our food report for today. It is uh, windowsill pies, a quick takeout lunch. That was delicious. So last night, and this was, I was still kind of full from last night where we went to Dakota for the first time in a while. I have a bizarre relationship with Dakota. Dakota. We Dakota. were there last night. We went to Dakota last night, correct? Did you? Did you we... see me? <laughs> Every in, time I looked up from my, my plate, there you were, Tom. There you, there you are. Did anybody ever see that uh, Friends episode? <laughs> 
where uh, Ross was um, getting married to the, the Brit and the woman who was married to her stepfather, the, the, let's see, the stepmother of the girl that Ross was marrying was hilarious and the relationship between those two were really funny, but, but there was one point where she went, there you are. Mary Lee and I often joke about that. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. I definitely don't want to get into talking about television shows again yeah, today. Huh? <clears throat> we got off on a tangent there, as we can sometimes do. So we went to Dakota last night, hmm. and what do you think? ran into a friend of ours who was on a bunch of our e club cruises. Yeah, yeah, Jeff Hages. <clears throat> I think he did. Uh, yeah, yeah, he uh, was on one of those nights. He went on the cruise, Tom, that I tried to get you to go on, but you were not really interested in it, and only six people went. But it would have been a great grand finale Eat Club cruise in January of 2019. It was a two week maybe a two-week adventure in China with one week or five days on the Yangtze River on a cruise and then a bunch of other stops. But Tom thought that was a little far, and so we did not go. <clears throat> I should have just left you and gone myself. But anyway, <clears throat> as I have so often done. So uh, we ran into Jeff Hages. And it was quite, Dakota has a thing now where they don't really serve in the dining room so much except on weekends. So I guess if the dining room isn't filled up enough with reservations, they don't really open the dining room. And the bar is really nice. I like the bar a lot. So this it probably- is. It's, it's a really cool looking bar. I mean, it's not, it's not a small amount of seating in that bar. It's probably, as if like a five top, a four top. I don't know, it's probably seats for maybe 25 to 30 people in that bar. I've always been puzzled about that bar because it's very dark. It's a very handsome room and it's dark, but there are plants growing all over the room and appear to be very healthy. So whoever does the plants really takes good care of them. But uh, <clears throat> that's probably somebody saying they're, they're fake, stupid. I don't think so. They look really healthy. In fact, I've touched a few of them. But they're, uh, they're all under lights. So we, so we sat in the bar, which is actually, to me, just as good as sitting in the dining room. It's much more intimate and cozy. And they have banquettes, uh, uh, which other, I also like. At Dakota. Other dining people there or well there was only one we were there it was only one jeff hages but um uh-huh. but and, and it's funny because we went to chifuncta's last week and uh the waiter at chifuncta's <laughs> the poor guy we were his first table at chifuncta's and that is just too cruel for anyone the most seasoned server it's tough enough but if a first timer was just, oh man. So anyway, um, as it turns out, he works primarily at Dakota and was serving us the first time at Chifuncta last week. So he said, hey, didn't I see you last week at Chifuncta? And I said, yeah. And then, 
And then he said, well, this is where I really work. So uh, people get around and I'm glad when they recognize us because sometimes we don't always recognize them. So he was our waiter again. And uh, it, of course, he's, he's a very good waiter. And we had not a lot because I wasn't really hungry. And so Tom ordered the red, Tom ordered o oysters mosca. Yeah, that really took me uh, on a fray. Oysters mosca <clears throat> is a dish that Dakota offers as mm -hmm. homage, I guess, to moscas. Moscas, right. Uh, but it's not nearly as good as moscas. It's good in its own right, but it's not oysters mosca. Because when you expect something and you don't get that, then it's automatically a negative. But this should not be a negative because it's a delicious dish. So uh, there was not as much garlic or olive oil, but there was probably twice as much breadcrumb last night. For, for uh, the mola uh, thing. That was the main thing you noticed, breadcrumbs. That is really... Uh, yeah. uh, that's an, uh, it was uh, intense. Um, yeah. Just a, a hold-it-tight yeah. kind of place. Yeah, it was good. Uh, it was different, though. It was a, a lot of vegetables in it and a tremendous amount of breadcrumbs. Yeah. And it was not especially oily because the breadcrumbs didn't congeal. They just sort of did, you know, like a pile of breadcrumbs. Um, but it was good. And it took me a couple of bites to say, boy, this is really good in its own right. And it was. It was also very filling. And Tom did one of my favorite things lately, which Gosh, is order is. a $32 entree that he doesn't want to eat. <laughs> So I wasn't hungry to begin with, and I ordered the uh, truffle fries, which are fresh cut, for a snack, and I knew that I would probably eat something that Tom left, so I didn't order anything else. But Tom got the oysters mosca, then he left the ciabatta, which was really great. I ate that. And then he wanted to cancel the redfish. So, I mean, we, I guess we had to order something. We, had, we were a little over-ordered. <laughs> we we had to order something. No, we were under-ordered, but um, we did have to order something else. Kind of the same thing. So he got the redfish, a redfish it dish. Was good. Spectacular. Yeah. Very, very fresh. I mean, that's, that, they're always getting beat up by this uh, thing from Texas and uh, California and a few other places with the black manion, uh, it, it give a bad reviews that they really deserve a good You know what? I um I am eating such great food the last few meals that I'm about to have to say that either either I've stumbled upon a section of such goodness that my 90/10 ratio is being thrown off or my 90-10 ratio is wrong. I have to think a little bit more about that. But I made a bold statement a couple of weeks ago that 90% of all the food that you will eat in a restaurant is ordinary. Good. And by that, I don't mean bad. I just mean not special. I mean, you could take it or leave it. You don't think about it after it. You don't need to go back and have it again. That's 90%. 
10% you think about after. You want to go back to get that thing. 10% on that. But I have to say, this week and last week, we have had some pretty sensational meals. The one at GW Fins was great. The one at Cafe Lynn was spectacular. The one last night, that redfish dish was knock your socks off. I don't even like redfish, and I loved it. And these little pies were delectable. So that's four in a week that would definitely fall into the 10%. So I'm, I may have to reevaluate that, um, that bold statement. You know, them's fighting words to a bunch of people too, I'm sure. All right, the words to eat by today, Kingsley Amis, describing a pate. <clears throat> it scored right away with me by being the smooth, fine grain sort, not the coarse, flaky, dry on the outside, rubbish full of chunks of gut and gristle to testify to its authenticity. There are times that I start to read right out of the almanac and get halfway through and decide, should I keep going or should I skulk away quietly? That wasn't horrible, but you know, we don't really need to get into the guts and gristle of a pate. Betty Ford, born today in 1908, has words to drink by. My makeup wasn't smeared, I wasn't disheveled. I behaved politely and I never finished off a bottle. So how could I be an alcoholic? Oh gosh, Tom, these are two bummers. All right. <laughs> Probably written many years ago. 5569696 is the number if you want to talk to us. We're here on the Tom Fitzmaurice Food Show just awaiting your call. Nicole Dorgnack's coming up at 3 o'clock. We always have a lot to say with her. We'll be back at 2.30. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Brooke Thorrington. LSU's General Counsel, Winston DeQueer, told lawmakers LSU employees are banned from speaking under oath to a legislative committee today because of a lawsuit filed by current administrator Sharon Lewis. But New Orleans Representative Amy Freeman pointed out that head coach Ed Ogeron had already refused to attend before the lawsuit, and Tuesday night, Ogeron held a Zoom press conference. If Coach O could have a Zoom-closed press conference, why couldn't he read a statement? Several other athletic and administrative leaders had also refused to attend before the lawsuit was known. Several LSU students have testified at the ongoing hearing expressing their disappointment with the university over the alleged Title IX violations and that the university places athletics above the safety and well-being of its students. A lawsuit was filed on behalf of Lewis this morning seeking $50 million from the university. Lewis alleges she was the victim of retaliation in connection to the investigation of sexual harassment by former coach Les Miles. LRN. I'm Dr. Mike Strain, Louisiana Commissioner of Agriculture and Forestry, reminding you to shop certified. Look for the certified logo on everything from sausages to seafoods and desserts. Products can be certified Louisiana, certified Cajun, certified Creole, certified farm to table, and certified Louisiana craft beverages. The label ensures you're buying products grown, manufactured, and distributed from right here in Louisiana. Support our local Louisiana companies and let's grow our economy one bite at a time. Learn more at CertifiedLouisiana.org. Don't just work on your property, enjoy it. Right now at Sunshine, we have low monthly payment options on our John Deere 1025R tractor package and gators. With payments starting as low as $150 on gators and $199 for the 1025R tractor package. 
Now is the time to get powered by Sunshine. Learn about our extended warranty options and apply for financing online at sunequip.com. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Offer ends May 3rd, 2021. WGSO 990 AM has recently become recognized as an official 501c3 nonprofit organization capable of accepting tax-deductible donations. So, in commemoration of our 75th anniversary, the station is launching a 75 for 75 campaign with the goal of raising $75,000 in 2021. The funds that are raised will be dedicated to help the station fulfill our broadcast mission and satisfy any equipment needs that arise. These donations are especially important because unlike most radio stations in New Orleans, WGSO is independent, locally owned and operated and not part of a national broadcasting conglomerate. To donate, go to WGSO.com and click on the Donate button on the front page. Help us to continue to be the community voice of the Crescent City. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. All righty. 556-9696 is the number. If you want to talk, we are here to do that with you. Just about food. Somebody asked me today, is food all you do? And I said, well, sometimes we get off the track a little bit. Like right now, I'm sure we will. Michael75 is on the line. Hi. Hi. Good afternoon, Miss Angelino. You talk so glowingly about the Los Angeles, and I tend to agree with you. We used to take the kids, and we'd stay at Redondo Beach for a month every summer. It was fabulous. Oh, so months. There was so I'm much just, to do I'm there. just ooing and eyeing. Go ahead. <clears throat> That's about that, it. On that the sigh is envy, Michael. That sigh is envy. Go ahead. Okay, great. Uh, best empanada in the city, Norma's Bakery. Best desserts, rice pudding, and tres leches, Norma's Bakery. In Kenner? Is that the one in Kenner? Right. Now, the one I couldn't think of at the truck stop uh, uh, on the uh, auto route in France was, uh, it's called Ile Flottante, which is uh, uh, floating islands. It's little islands of meringue and a custard, a beautiful custard sauce. Tom used to talk about that a lot. Tom talked about it? Yeah, a long time ago, he was big into that. You would see that occasionally on a menu here. I, I, I'm, Very if I find occasionally. It, I'll, I'm, I'm still searching for it in this area. Uh, by, yeah. by the way, words to live by. Lady Astor says to Winston Churchill, Mr. Churchill, if I were married to you, I'd put poison <laughs> in your coffee. Churchill's reply. That's one of my favorites. If, if I were married to you, I'd drink it. Oh, that is one of my all-time favorites. I love okay. it. Love it, talking love it, about, love it. Talking about Dakota, I had a fabulous meal about 15 years ago. I don't know why I hadn't come, gone back. It was a, a, a pork loin bathed in the greatest syrup of all time, Steens, which makes maple syrup look like a third grader. Yep, yep. True, true, true. Uh, except Tom would totally disagree with that. Um <laughs> I'm not a syrup person at all, so I don't have a vote in this. I don't care. But um, 
but you know, you always go with the local product. But maple syrup's pretty good too. I mean, I guess yeah, yeah, I, I, it's good. I, I gave it a B, an A plus for uh, Spain. Uh, by the way, yeah. you were talking about Greystone yesterday. Yeah, we ate over there. It was really nice. Uh, that's what uh, the, the culinary uh, for the young chefs, mm -hmm. and they they mm -hmm. cook for you. It, it was a great deal. By the way, my last thing. It's a little grammatical mistake. Uh, I'd like to correct it. By the way, I love to be corrected. That's the only way I learn. And here it is. People say frogs' legs. That's not. It should be frog legs. You don't say chickens' wings. You say chicken wings. I don't know. I probably have said chickens' wings at some point. Really? Both of these things are sort of off my radar, so I don't know. But um, I'm trying to think of something. Oh yeah, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I agree. It's it's good to be corrected, and you can do it subtly. You know, you don't yeah, have to. Right. Uh, but what I love is when is when you're trying to subtly correct someone, and they just refuse to be corrected. Like one time we were we were at uh, <clears throat> Ancora, and the waiter kept saying bruschetta, and we were saying. Okay, so what kinds of bruschetta do you have? And then he would say, you know, he'd say it again. And then Tom and I were talking, and, and we kept saying the word bruschetta, bruschetta. And then after maybe three or four times, he said bruschetta again, and I went, oh, screw it. It <laughs> reminds me of a, they had a commercial on TV of Sean Payton, Payton talking about the Atlanta uh, of Dirty Birds. And he kept saying, uh, yeah, it's a bruschetta. And I kept saying, oh, yeah. no, on TV, they didn't catch that. But, um, uh, All right, any little, other words of wisdom? You always have yeah. words of wisdom, Michael, but it sounds like you're blowing you through your list. Ask uh, uh, the, uh, Nicole Dorgnack if she has Veron's boudin. It's, it's, it's a really good boudin. She probably does. She has everything else. So, Michael, before you leave, I want you to repeat that Churchill quote because it's brilliant. And I was too busy cackling, so people might not have caught it all. So go ahead as you leave. Okay, at a, a society quote. dinner party, Lady Astor uh, speaks to Winston Churchill, and she says, Mr. Churchill, if I were married to you, I'd put poison in your coffee. And Churchill replies, Lady Astor, if I were married to you, I would drink it. I thought he said madam. I thought he said madam. Oh, yeah, anyway, I think you might be uh, right. I, I may have messed that up. It should yeah. be madam. Yeah. I, I, I didn't realize for, it was I, Lady Astor, though. I didn't know it was Lady yeah. Astor. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't even know that they were around at the same time. Well, uh, that, that's the, um, from what I understand, I could be wrong, and I love to be corrected. Thank you. Well, I'm going to look it up, Michael, so I can correct you since since you love Please to be correct corrected. I, I did not know that it was Lady Astor, but you're going to make me look that up. Because I look, thought Lady just, Astor just like, had come and just, gone before Michael. What? I mean, before, I love uh, to be correct. Churchill. It's, it's just like this. I, I, it happens so rare that it's a great event in my life. Like when <laughs> I... Uh, when I pick a loser uh, on football or... You know what I love most about you, Michael, is your humility. I love that most, <laughs> I think. What, what did the... Uh, I'm going to have to get the quote on that. It, it, it's, it ain't bragging if it's fact. Oh, God. All right, on that note, you are dismissed. Henry, poof him out. Okay, bye-bye. Poof him out. 556-9696 is the number. I forgot to ask him about Dorothy Parker, who is maybe 
right? Churchill used to be my all-time favorite, but then Dorothy Parker's right up there too. Both of those are, I would love to see the two of them together having a wit off. Today is Pan American Empanada Day. There are so many different versions of empanadas that are called so many different things. I think my favorite is the Natchitoches meat pie. That is absolutely the pinnacle of that item as far as I'm concerned. There used to be this place on Veterans um, right at Cleary, if my memory serves me correctly. I think it's actually in the space that was... Uh, um, Actually, what's there now is Panda Kitchen, I think. And I think Panda Kitchen took over this space. And I, I want to say it was, it was Mrs. Wheats. I think Mrs. Wheats at one time, and I'm talking 80s, I believe, had a drive through on veterans where you get meat pies and those curly fries now you talk about heaven <laughs> poor tom look what's happened to his food show me saying the the natchitoches meat pie and the curly fries are my version of heaven but to each his own you know i just also said that the the redfish at dakota was absolutely spectacular Five five six nine six nine six. Today's Audible Dictionary word is brought to you by Dorignax, one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time. I finally had the conversation with Nicole. Actually, I'm going to have her. I'm going to have her explain it when she comes on at three o'clock. She is in the green room as we speak, waiting to come on the show and do her usual report with a few tweaks in it. But the Edible Dictionary word is brought to you by Dorignax. It is katyphi. Katyphi is a Lebanese word. It is shredded phyllo pastry. That's another one that people say wrong. It's phyllo. Shredded phyllo pastry, usually baked and wrapped around desserts filled with nuts, fruit, honey, and the like. Sometimes katyphi is used to make savory appetizers with meats, vegetables, or cheeses. In closing these fillings, it resembles hay or shredded wheat, giving a highly distinctive appearance. It's crisp at the outside and soft in the center. And that's kind of, you know, like a like an empanada too. It's a hand pie. Let's go to Roy. Hi, Roy. Hi, Marianne. Got a question to ask you about that Greek dinner you had recently. You know, my wife oh, and okay. I heard you describe that on the show, and the only thing that topped that was what you wrote in the newsletter about it. We're wondering when the Indian dinner will be, because we try to attend, I think. Yes, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be allowed to tell anyone, because uh. when, I, when I mentioned that, he said because I wanted to have Osman on the show to talk about this new phase of life for Pepe's. And, um, and he said, well, I don't know if I want to really publicize it too much because it can't be a big dinner. So I don't know. I was going to ask him if maybe he should think about making it sort of 
of a club or something, you know? Um, yeah, well, it, 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 the food sounded so good and the wine pairing sounded so good. I, I, it would just be exciting to see what they do with Indian food. I can't even tell you how shocked I was at how much alcohol I consumed that evening. I have never done that. And it's only because, uh, I mean, what I did, I had four glasses of champagne at Tom's birthday party, but that's because it was just there free flowing. But I would ne normally never bother at a wine dinner to imbibe that much. But the, the wine that I was given so captivated me that the next time they poured it, I tried it, and the, it was just as good. I drank that one. I drank the next one and the next one. It was really good. We're going to have Aris. That's the guy who um, who did this with Osman. He is the importer of the wines and the olive oil and the balsamic vinegar. He's going to be on the show. So, um, but, but, I mean, we're just going to talk about what he imports and Greek food in general and not so, where, where and maybe the he, dinner, but not what's where going forward. Where does he sell his wines, the Greek wines that he imports? I think you get it like you order it through him directly. We'll find out. We'll find out. It's um, the wines. I did not put the wines in um, that piece, mainly because I didn't have the, the list with me in time to get it out. And I can't even pronounce them, but I'm going to try. Aeus Ambellus Kirinistery. You know what? It's not, that's, that's just not gonna, that, it, it's, I can't say it. <laughs> so it we'll like have New Orleans you, uh, accent of a Greek name. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll, yeah, right. We'll, uh, we'll have him pronounce it, but they're very good. And, you know, I want to do a tasting of the olive oil. The olive oil is kind of a smallish bottle. And it was $26. And I'm fine to buy premium olive oil if you can taste the dish, taste it in the dish. Like, I don't know that I want to use olive oil for, you know, regular cooking at $26 a bottle unless Definitely you not. taste it, you know. So I want to I want to taste it with um you know with some I guess parmesan or something and see if it really is like do a tasting with that and some regular olive oil because I've been told that olive oil in your cooking makes a difference. And so um so I'm going to add that to my list of little experiments that I need to do. I'm working on my oh, crawfish good. experiment right now. The olive oil one's going to have to come after that. But there was well, one that we're I... Looking, hmm? We're looking forward to your interview of him, and uh, we hope we can find out what his website is and how we can uh, look into ordering some of the wines from well, it because we love Greek wines. Okay, well, I'm going to give you... Do you think they're superior? Because I kind of think they are. Well, I don't know if they're superior, but we've, we've had some very good Greek wines from some of the islands in Greece, and okay. they, they have a, a just a, they knock you out. You know, they they really have a knockout flavor. Well, but we've had I, I good think, wines from California as well, and from well, Italy it's the same kind France of climate. Spain. You know, it's the same kind of climate. You know, but there, well, I think that there it's volcanic soil. You know, and I I really do think that makes a difference. But anyway, you could email him. 
Uh, if you want his email, I can give it to you right now. I'm looking at his card. The name of the company sure. is Ambelli, A-M-B-E-L-I. And it's A-R-I-S, Aris at Ambelli dot U-S. A-R-R-I-S? No, one R. A-R-I-S. At Ambelli, E-M? No, no. A-M... B as in boy, E-L-I, dot U-S. A-M-E-L-I dot U-S. No, All right, good. A-M-B as in boy. A-M-B. Uh, A-M-B. A-M-B as in boy, e. E-L-I. A-M-B right. as in boy, E-L-I dot U-S. Okay. I got it. All right. I got it. Thanks. All right. And I'm going to ask Osmond about these dinners because I, you know, it'd be a shame if only the same people went every time. I mean, it seems like a missed opportunity for him too. So um, he says he's, the whole concept is in, in the works. So they're, they're knocking it out as they figure it out. And I hope that he does start doing that because that was spectacular. Really great. Anyway, I will keep you posted if I can, okay? Okay, thanks. Have a good day. Take care. You too. Bye. 556-9696 is the number. I'm Marianne Fitzmorris sitting here in the chair. Tom is in and out on the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show. We have Nicole, our buddy, Nicole Dorignac, coming up at 3 o'clock. She's going to be talking about the missing things you might be looking for in the store and I have given her an extra mission and I don't know if she has accepted it yet we're calling it from the floor of the store and it's it's mainly just to satisfy my curiosity and you might find it kind of fun too as to the products that are sold which ones are the popular ones which ones do they go through more is your brand identity the same as most people's? Or do you have different tastes? Five five six nine six nine six. we'll be right back. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The Steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. Night and day, you are the one. Boy, it's a good thing no one is counting on me to do any sort of technological saving of the earth that's all i can say i'm trying to figure out right now how to get my iphone off battery saving and um and i i'm occupied with that but it's not working uh i wanted to mention that antoine's the place that you should go if you are looking for delicious classic new orleans food they've been at it a long time 181 years they're doing something right, and we can attest to that. We just had Tom's birthday party there. It was exquisite in every way. The uh, food was matched only by the service, and it was a wonderful evening had by all. They can do that for you, too. They have a whole bunch of different rooms of varying sizes that can satisfy the protocols and your guest list. Proper spacing and all that. 
If you want to experience Antoine's a little more affordably your first time out, you can do that. They have a three-course lunch, three courses for $21, wine pairing, $16 extra. Also at the Hermes Bar, which is a much more casual venue, right in front as you go into the big cavernous dining room, you walk through the Hermes Bar, and uh, they have special happy hour prices for drinks and also for bar bites, and they're very ample bar bites. Antoine's, as Tom says, in all the world, there's only one Antoine's. They are located at 713 St. Louis. Phone number is 581-4422. I forgot to mention, you can also do it the regular way. Just make a reservation and go have dinner there. All right, we're talking about various things, as always. In 1879 today, the first day that milk was sold in bottles. Echo Farms Dairy of New York was the marketer. Before that, you bought milk by the pail if you didn't have your own cows to milk. Bottled milk was the rule until about 1960 when a shift from home deliveries to supermarkets made the cardboard carton popular. Now the bottle made of plastic is taking over again as it has for many years. When we started school in 1956, not me, I wanna make that clear, that's Tom. They served us milk in little bottles with a thick cardboard stopper. When you pulled open the tab, a hole was revealed for inserting your straw. When I got to school, milk was already in the little cartons, and I guess that's how it's served now. But I like the paper cartons for milk, and I kind of wish that the paper cartons with the wax glaze was still around. I guess the plastic is much easier, but I just don't like food in plastic. Something about it annoys me, also worries me. The deaf dining rule number 709, the presence in a restaurant of any form of cornbread baked fresh in-house is a strong indicator that the cooking will be excellent. This is true even when the cornbread itself is just okay. You know, that's another thing. It's really hard to find good cornbread. I love cornbread, but I like really good cornbread. And I find that really good cornbread is elusive. Now, I'm going to tell you where... <laughs> And this might completely nullify me as having the right to have any opinion at all on this, but the, not the best cornbread, but a pretty darn good cornbread can be found at Pontchartrain Poor Boys. Yes, it's on the North Shore because that's where we live and uh, because we don't go very far these days for the reasons that have been mentioned a few times on the show. But Pontchartrain Poor Boys has uh, cornbread that I am sure is not made from scratch, but it's good. Whatever it is, is good. Like Tom used to always say, if it tastes good, it is good. And it is. It, it's really good. Sometimes I think cornbread can be overcomplicated. The more stuff you try to put in it, the more it comes back to bite you. If somebody knows of a really great cornbread, uh, please 
uh, tell me. I would very much like to hear it. You know, another one, I kind of think that mixes make the best cornbread, and I don't know why. Because I remember we used to have really good cornbread at the home of my ute. And um, we had uh, Jiffy cornbread. I mean, super cheap, but it was <laughs> it was good. And um, the I'm trying to think of the place that I had it most recently besides Pontchartrain Poor Boys. Oh, yeah, the um, Zatarains for the holidays. I wanted to make cornbread dressing. And I baked cornbread using the Zatarains jalapeno cheddar cornbread mix. It might not have been cheddar because I don't think there was any cheese in that dressing. So it was, it was a jalapeno cornbread in the box marketed by Zatarins. And I bought it and it stayed moist for a little bit too long. That was a little worrisome to me. I didn't like, I thought, gosh, how many preservatives are in that? But I kept drying it out and I used it for the cornbread dressing. And it also was just good cornbread to just eat by itself. And it made a spectacularly good cornbread dressing. So sometimes maybe you don't necessarily have to do it from scratch in order for it to be better. Sometimes, I hate to say it, but sometimes it might just be a mix that's good. Maybe there's something about the amount of self-rising flour or the leavening agent or whatever, but it was, um, it, it's quite good. I like, I think I've decided I like kind of cakey cornbread. So if you don't like cakey cornbread, that one at Punch Train Poor Boys would not do. The other cakey cornbread that, um, it's, it's kind of like a, it's like a corn biscuit at Picnic and Provisions. But it is right next to an unfortunate um, slab of margarine, which coincidentally is also in the Almanac today. In 1873, the first American patent for making margarine was granted to Alfred Paraf of New York. Now, margarine is exiting the scene as we discover horrible things about its effects on your health. I think margarine should be outlawed in restaurants. I don't know why it isn't, but um, too many are using it. I have to say that is a bit of a shocker to me. And, and, and proudly so, like unapologetically so. I will talk to some restaurateurs and I'll find out that something was margarine and my jaw will hit the floor and they'll just kind of shrug and go, yeah? What about it? And I just, I, I, if, I, if I was serving that, I wouldn't admit it to anyone. The deaf dining rule number 710. The restaurant, the presence of margarine on a restaurant's tables is a very strong indicator of very poor food. But if they cook with it, it's okay especially if either the restaurant or the cook is over 50 years old. See, I disagree with that, but there are places that are openly serving margarine. And oddly enough, the food is not bad in those places. That's what's so shocking about it. Like if I expected it was bad food, 
I wouldn't be surprised by the presence of margarine. But if it's great food or even good food and margarine's sitting right there on the table, I'm thinking, what, what, is, what is wrong with this picture? Now it is come time for Nicole Dorgnack. It's coming up on three o'clock and Nicole will be in to talk about her usual thing, products on shelves and the ultimate and always somewhere in the conversation is a discussion of fennel because Nicole is currently obsessed with that item. It's three o'clock, WGSA the best place for cutting-edge news and talk about southeastern Louisiana is the John Mason Show. Every Tuesday and Wednesday at 1 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM, broadcasting live from the heart of New Orleans, Louisiana. Texas to Georgia. This after severe weather drilled the plains and the Mississippi Valley this week. Storms, including what meteorologists called preliminary tornadoes, damaged homes in Louisiana yesterday. President Biden is signing executive actions aimed at new gun restrictions to turn pain into purpose and demand that we take the action that gives meaning to the word enough. Biden also tapping a big gun control advocate to lead the ATF. David Chipman was a veteran at the ATF before joining a gun control group. Chipman saying at one point in time that new gun buyers in their own mind may think they're competent, but they're really putting themselves and their families in danger. More news online at usaradio.com. This is USA Radio News. Hey everybody, if you've ever thought about heirloom beans as a storable survival food, I've got great news. In fact, I'll bet it's the best news you've heard in a while. Here's the thing, we've just received a fresh batch of gourmet heirloom beans, survival soup beans. These beans are gorgeous, highly nutritious, and above all, with no hesitation whatsoever, the best tasting beans in the entire world. The best part? We've dropped the price by 33% this week for listeners who know higher food prices are coming and want an inflation hedge you can actually eat if you want to. Gets even better. With your permission and with a high regard for your health and well-being, I also want to send you two pounds of what we think is the single most underrated superfood in the world, period. Go to SoupBeanSurvival.com, that's SoupBeanSurvival.com, and discover the real reason we're giving this unusual superfood away at SoupBeanSurvival.com, that's SoupBeanSurvival.com. First-time unemployment claims rose last week to 744,000. Mark Hamrick is with Bankrate.com. He says the increase of 16,000 over the previous week's adjusted report is tied directly to the fact that businesses are still suffering because of the ongoing economic issues related to the pandemic. So it's not totally surprising to see this sort of one step back, one step sideways, and occasionally one step forward with the economy. But this isn't the direction we want to see these new claims going. And I do think, you know, longer term, we will see further improvement. All schools across America should be fully open for in-person learning by the fall. That's according to CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky, who told ABC News that schools can reopen their doors even if students and staff members aren't fully vaccinated. She said there will be a few vaccines authorized for use in children over the age of 12 by the summer. This is USA Radio News. Could an ancient mystery be determining the events of our time? Could it reveal the secret of our future? Are recent events a warning that we are approaching judgment? How much time do we have left? Author Jonathan Kahn releases the book that reveals what could not be revealed until now. 
is newest New York Times bestseller, The Harbinger 2, The Return. Embark on an epic journey to uncover the mysteries and revelations that are changing the world and will change your life. Available online and wherever fine books are sold. An update on a tragedy in South Carolina. A doctor, his wife, their two young grandchildren, and a handyman were among those murdered Wednesday evening at a home in York County, South Carolina. They died as a result of gunshot wounds, according to York County Sheriff's Office Public Information Officer Trent Ferris. We're shocked that this type of incident happened in our area, in Rock Hill, especially with the amount of people who were involved. We have found the person we believe is responsible, and we are with them at this time. A sixth victim remains in the hospital. Philip Adams, a former National Football League cornerback who played six seasons in the league with six different teams, has reportedly been identified. Thunderstorms coming through overnight. That's mostly the early morning hours and mostly before daybreak as well. Pretty solid tonight after midnight. They'll move out, and then throughout the day tomorrow, we'll have more scattered thunderstorms than what we've seen during the daylight hours. Overnight lows tonight in the 60s, tomorrow near 80. Rain chance moving out tomorrow night, and then a returning chance of scattered storms and showers Friday, Friday afternoon and evening. Rain's also Saturday, potentially heavy by then, 80-ish each day. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Come to the Slidell Gun and Knife Show April 10th and 11th to see thousands of handguns, rifles, and shotguns, plus knives, personal protection items, and ammunition. Bring your gun to sell or trade. They offer appraisals and instant background checks. The Slidell Gun and Knife Show at the Harbor Center Slidell. Take I-10 to Oak Harbor, exit 261. Saturday, April 10th, 9 to 5. Sunday, April 11th, 10 to 4. Take I-10 to Oak Harbor, exit 261. Second course of the food show, the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show. Tom Fitzmorris is not here at this moment, but I'm his wife, Marianne, sitting in, keeping the uh, keeping the fire stoked of the food show. We have Nicole Dorgnack, as we always do on Thursday, waiting in the wings. Hello there. Hey, how are you? I'm enjoying a beautiful you? day. Oh no, it is very, right, especially after that rain last night. Oh, that was scary. It was crazy. My whole backyard is super, super dark, and the lightning just, like, lit it all up like it was daylight. It was crazy. Mm. We have a raised house here, which is more of a fun house than anything serious, and it's got Mm -hmm. a lot of windows, Mm -hmm. and, and when the lightning hit at one point, the entire house shook. Mm-hmm. Which was scary. That was scary. Yeah, anyway, I grew up in a double on West End like that. So yeah, <laughs> it, it is. Uh, mm-hmm. It does. It does scare you sometimes. So can we start with your Creole cream cheese explanation? Because I'm never quite sure about that, and I think people are scratching their heads when I say oh, that. The history so, of it? yes, the history? the history of the Nicole. I mean, not of the Nicole of the Dorignac's Creole cream cheese. So I'm not exactly sure what year, um, but it had to be like in the set. Whenever Golden Seal Creamery was either going out of business or stopping to making this cream cheese, I think it was going out of business because I don't know why 
they would have let such a good item go. Um, Mr. Dornack bought the recipe and built a facility within the store to make the cream cheese. So always that's why they've been known for the cream cheese. So for decades, people have been growing up on it. It's been, it went from golden seal to golden seal to, um, Dornax. So, so, and other people do make it. They have a lot of good products out there. But there's different processes, and I don't. A lot of it's temperature. A lot, you know. I don't. I don't I've never made it myself, so I don't know. But like I said before, there's only a few people over the decades, you know, that have made it because it's, you know, it's a it's time a thing to do, yeah, yeah kind sure. of process, yeah. And you have to kind of yeah. have a certain knack for it to get it right, and mm-hmm. you know, so um, so yeah, so that's so it. those people looking for the golden seal. Creole cream cheese. We'll find it only at Dorignex. Yeah. But I think okay. a lot of people already know that. <laughs> well, I didn't. But it's, oh, huh? I said, well, I didn't, and I've been saying it, and I've been thinking, I hope this is right. So Yeah, but, we, but to... it's just known as Dornax Creole cream cheese. That's just the backstory. Mm-hmm. That's how the store started to make it. So, mm-hmm. okay. so it's always just now. It's just because they own the recipe now, so it's really... You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's our product now. But yes. it was, you know, carried on from a great other New Orleans, you know, institution. institution. Yes. Yeah. So, and you sell a tremendous amount of it, yes? Yes, we do. Yes. We actually had a lady call the other day, and I hope it was somebody who listens on the show from Kikian, Mississippi, to ask if we delivered it. And it broke my heart to say no. We couldn't <laughs> deliver to Kikian, Mississippi. I guess for an exorbitant rate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think anybody can do anything if you want to pay that much. You know? Yeah, but I mean, I just don't, I think it would be better to, if you could, have, you know, have, have a, friend a friend pick it up. Look, if Alan's through. mother can drive in from Jackson, from Jackson <laughs> somebody could drive in from Picayune. That's, That's right. all I can say. Yeah. But maybe it's somebody who doesn't have the facilities to do that long drive. So, you know, you never know. Yeah, that's right. So they might have have to get someone to do it. That's right. That's right. We have to be And also, you were telling me something. Speaking of Alan, who is Jewish, you were telling me about a woman who came in and was absolutely beyond the moon or over the moon, whatever that expression is, to discover that you had a pink something. A red horseradish. It yes. was the red horseradish. Red horseradish. Yeah. So you have to tell mm-hmm. us when you have these specialty kind of items because people are looking for stuff like that. So don't forget. Well, that is, all right, so for the, peop- for the co- people who, you know, practice kosher for the holidays and all, we have dry goods, but we also all year long have a corner um, at the end near the produce section that has kosher items all year long. So, oh, um, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, so that's where Alan's mother would be if she was coming in. That's right. That's okay. right. And uh, yeah, it was really, it was really kind of sweet and cute, and it just kind of, you know, it made me feel good to see someone so happy. You know, because yes. those yeah. celebrations. I mean, food is life and celebration, and you know, it you is. have to care. You know, it absolutely know. is. To be with if food, you, you have to care about food to do it well. So if you feel that way. I'm going to recommend a book to you that is not out yet. 
but we will be interviewing him next Tuesday. Okay. Jeff Morrow from the Food Network has written his first book, and it is so unique. Okay, cool. It's all about that. The book is bursting with heart, which you don't see that much. You see beautiful books. You see books of beautiful spreads done by food stylists who are out Mm -hmm. in the Hamptons, but you don't see heart like that. Real good heart books. Oh, my gosh. It's like I have read the book cover to cover. All right. Well, when you let me know when it comes out, or if I can pre-order it, I think I'll it pre-order. comes out. I think it comes out Tuesday. I think that's why we're oh, doing okay. it Tuesday. Yeah. All right. Well, I have to anyway, order it on Amazon. Okay. I just cool. want to mention that because it is something. You know, it celebrates well, that's my family kind of book. gathering, laughter. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's stuff you don't hear or see that much in 2021 America. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, anyway. Uh-oh. All right, we have majorly digressed, so let's okay. start off again. Nicole, okay. what's going on at the store? Well, um, all kinds of stuff. Now, everything actually, is. we had a good Easter. Um, everybody, you know, seemed happy. We're open Easter Sunday, and so everybody was able to get their last-minute little items that they needed, cakes and breads and all that, and so... I did, this week, I had to put my glasses on. I'm sorry, I can't see. Um, I did you can't talk without your glasses on? No, yeah, I'm sorry, I can't see. <laughs> um, I, I am out of denial because it's too miserable to live in denial and pretend like you can see, okay? I've thrown in the towel and got the glasses. You anyway, did? yes, I did, okay? And I'm not ashamed to admit it because now I'm not squinting. <laughs> um. So I went through, I haven't done it in a couple of weeks, so I went ahead and I went through the reinstated items. I'm not going to go through the out items. We know what's out. And nothing's really going back out. Um, you know, things are trickling back in. So I noticed a lot of the Gatorade items. And you wouldn't believe how many they have, but Gatorade is like its own world. And I'm only mentioning that because it's springtime and people are starting to run and exercise. So um, the Gatorade Strawberry All-Star, I've never drank it, but I'm sure it's pretty popular because it's All-Star. That looks like it's coming back. There's a Fierce Blue Cherry. That sounds pretty exciting. That's coming back. And then some of the G2s, which I know I actually have a friend that was looking for some of the G2 Zeros. Um, But the Zero Fruit Punch is coming back and the Fruit Punch. And there's a cool blue, I don't know. And then strawberry watermelon, I know that's a pretty popular, refreshing flavor for people. So that's a little Gatorade uh, update. Do you so. think if you drank that, meaning me or Jody, mm-hmm. do you think if we mm-hmm. drank that would be more motivated to work out and diet? No, because no, it's for after you work out. It's to replace your electrolytes. Okay. So you would have to do something first to drink the Gatorade for it to motivate you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, right. that's what Go ahead. Is. That's why it's kind of salty. 
So Gatorade. No, I know what Gatorade is. I was just joking. I was just wondering if. um, Yeah, well, no, I don't. I mean, maybe if it's sitting there, you might. Maybe it's a secret ingredient, a little discipline in the bottle. I don't know. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't think so, but we could try it. (laughs) Which flavor do you want? (laughs) It's worth Um, a try. Go ahead. It's worth a try. All right. So it's summer. I mean, coming to be summer and all, but I'm going to mention it because. A lot of people like it. The Progresso French onion soup is coming back. And we also had Dom come this week, and he made a batch of his French onion soup. So that's why I said that. So I could, um, Which, the Royal what do you Oak. have of Dom's there right now? Well, right now, lucky for him, Galatoire's has been um, busy. So he's been working a lot, you know, at the restaurant. So he's only been able to come do like a little thing here. And then with Easter, we were so busy in the kitchen, he really couldn't get in there to do anything. Um, so he came and did some French onion soup yesterday. And um, But we do, I mean, there's a bunch of things. Like when the, the mel- melaton season, we'll do his melaton bisque when he can. He does a gluten-free duck gumbo that he does sometimes. But when it's a little cooler, it's kind of hot for that right now. He does great enchiladas. Um what else did he do? A bolognese. I think it's warm for bolognese. onion soup, too. I think, well, a, I think onion it's a soup is going soup. out. Mm-hmm. Eh, it's brothy, though. I don't know. If you're yeah. not going to eat mm-hmm. food, like hot food, that's a nice soup and salad substitute. Like, I would eat it during the yes. summer or spring. But anyway, I don't know. I'm weird. If it's got though. a big wonk of cheese on it, I would, too. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> if it's got a big wonk. wonk of cheese on it, I would, too. Yeah. That's right. See, who are we kidding? So um, <laughs> let's see what else. Oh, for the little kitties and for lunch boxes and just easy dinner, the Chef Boyardee looks like it's pumping up again. So like the little ravioli and the SpaghettiOs. And I'm ashamed to admit it, but yes, my almost 18-year-old daughter does sometimes eat those in a pinch. With all the wonderful food I have cooked in this house, she'll still eat that. Um it breaks my heart, but that would be depressing because you cook a lot. You cook I an know. awful lot. Yeah, she's a teenager. Mm. What can you say? Yeah, that's too bad. You know. All right, before you before you uh, wait before you get back in, let me uh, let me stop and take a break, and then we'll come oh. back with Nicole Dorgnack and continue the segment from the store. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke, pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville. 985-845-2348. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are seldom what they seem. True, true, true. Let's go back to Nicole Dorignac, 
who I keep interrupting. So go ahead and just get through your list. I, I keep, I'm all sorry right, to keep right. interrupting. And then, all go right, ahead. so just uh, Louisiana cayenne peppers back. I know everybody like, and then the, there's a L.A. nacho brand of sliced nachos, like the jalapenos. Those are back in, it looks like. I'm just kind of hitting all over the place because you never know what anybody wants. So sliced nachos? What does that mean? What's that? Sliced jalapenos for nachos. It's oh, 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 okay. I thought, I'm okay. sorry. I said that okay. backwards. You know me. Okay. I was, I'm dyslexic, okay. too, you know. The last six sweet gherkins, they're back. Um, so the pickles, there's a couple of little. I figured this out today that sometimes you have pickles on three different pages because it goes by date. So it does look like the factories are kind of like putting different things in order and prioritizing. So uh -huh. the classic sweet gherkin pickles are about a middle of the month pri prioritization in March. So they should be back. So this is like March through April. And then I thought I saw another pickle on here because the pickle shelf still looks like some places don't look like there's holes. There still looks like there's some holes there. And pickles are um, popular. People like the pickles. You know what I mean? I know. I love and, pickles. And then the, all right, the little snack packs. The Vlasic snacks, um, they're like little bags. Those look like those are coming back. Those are good for like lunch boxes for kids. Kleenex hand towels. I'm seeing more um, cleaning stuff come back. Let's see what else. I thought I saw some. Oh, Royal Oak. Do you remember when you were a kid? Oh, I'm interrupting you again, but I'm going to do no, it anyway. Do you remember when you were a kid? Sure. Did go you ahead. ever take a pickle? as a snack just like eat a pickle yeah yeah and we used to get those big huge ones like um you get yeah, the at the ballpark <laughs> the one yeah in the, pouch, the pickle in the pouch <laughs> yeah 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 i love those yeah i don't i love pickles i'm crazy about pickles but not a big giant eat a pickle like a popsicle or something i don't know that i've ever done that yeah well when uh when you, you didn't do that when you were little? No, I don't think I did. I don't think what, I did. I mean, my mom, no, my, <laughs> no, as, as a matter of fact, maybe, you know what it is? You know what it is? I'm repressing it. Yes, I did. I'll tell you how. In third grade, every day for an entire school year, I had my white bread, little schmear of mayo, slice of American cheese, and a pickle. Yes, oh. I did. Yes. All right, well, that sounds like my peanut butter on Roman meal with no jelly with an apple hole in the middle of it from the apple sitting on it all day long in the brown bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least See, Roman I meal. I remember Roman meal. I liked Roman meal. Is that still around? Yeah, it is. It is. I liked it, too. But, I mean, when you were the only kid sitting at the table, I was like, what's wrong with your bread? Why is your bread brown? I'm like, I don't know, because this is what my dad makes me eat. No wonder I'm mean. <laughs> Because, yeah, at that time, at that time, Roman meal was exotic, you know. I don't that even remember. the only white wheat, well, wheat bread they had then, I think. Yeah, like, but I thought it was good. I always thought it was it, good. Yeah, I liked it, uh, you know, but whatever. But, I mean, kids are mean. <laughs> had to make, I mean, if they weren't making fun of my hair, because my mom curled my hair, and my maiden name is Moss, so they call me Mossin, because I looked like I had Moss in my hair. I mean, and they make fun of my bread. Do you need me to? Do you need me to get a couch for you, or are you going to continue no, on good. with you? Okay, I'm okay. Over it now. That's what okay. I'm saying that's why I'm mean. Okay, there you go. All right. I was tormented. 
I'm trying to think of the other thing I wanted to revisit too. Um, It was something that I was thinking of today that I wanted to go back and get just to see how I would feel about it today. I'm going to have to remember what it is. Go ahead. Okay. So, um, all right. Well, I guess that's kind of really all I have on the grocery front. Oh, wow. So are things things almost getting back to quote normal? Go ahead. What? Wait, wait. Fresh pet. Because some people do like that fresh pet, pet food. I know your dog eats people food, right? My dog is eating this ridiculous $40 a bag food that he really, (laughs) I'm kicking myself for offering it to him because now that's what he wants to eat. It's that blue, that blue, whatever it is. Blue buffalo. Yes. Yes. So I bought. We used to feed that to Jackson. Gosh. Wait, you quit? Why'd you quit? Um. I don't know. I think he just started grabbing something different one day, and he ended up liking that better. It might have been Nutra or something like that. So, well, I've decided no, no that bad my reason it was it was funny though. You know how they have the one with the blue that looks like blueberries? When he was a puppy, he used to pick all of those out and put them to the side, eat the bowl, and then go back and eat those. The dog is strange. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, mine is eating that blue like it's, I don't know, he he likes it, and I, and it's well, so expensive. Yeah, well, it's, it's gluten-free and It's unbelievably kind of- expensive. Anyway, mm-hmm. all right, go ahead. All right, so it looks like look, late spring, early summer, some of the fresh pets, that's another uh, fancy, that's a cold, you ever see the pet food in the little cooler? In the pet in the grocery stores? No. Uh, All right. Well, there's a little small, it's like a little tiny, like time saver refrigerator, and it's fresh pet, and uh, it's like a cold, like a tube. It looks like a bronze slogger tube or something. <laughs> 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 well, how much is that? Is that like one time. meal? Is no, it one meal or something? Not at all. No, I think I don't give it to my dogs. So probably a few portions. It probably what probably. Probably little little tiny dogs probably eat this. I don't know. I'm gonna have to do some research on who does who gets the fresh pet. Probably about a three pound little log. So I don't know. They, that's only a couple days of food unless it's so dense and rich. You know how like pate is rich. Maybe it's like dog pate. Yeah. And it fills them up real. Well, they quick. could do a lot cheaper. Just get some Vienna sausages. You know. That's right. Or cook them some chicken breast or something. And rice. Well, no, but the Vienna sausages are more like, you know, Well, yeah, more like yeah. Yeah. So, All right. So anyway. And then. Right, so that's um, it? Okay. That's it for the grocery. That's it for the grocery. So, right, now, uh, did you do any research on my, um, on my new brilliant idea to find out what brands, brand, um, no, no, just what brands of everything are the popular oh, well, ones? So that, well, do you know how long that would take to do brands of everything? No, 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 no. I'm just saying. I'm, no, no, no. I'm just saying. The next time you talk to your people on oh, the yeah. floor, you know, this is not like we're not we're not doing any major scientific thing. We're just having a little fun. So okay. I'm just a little curious yeah. as to brand. What do you call them? Brand what? Brand dependent. Brand, brand dependence. Yes. Yeah, some people call. I it want to know if. Specific. I call it brand dependent. <laughs> yes, brand. Uh, wait, what do they? What other people call it? Brand specific. 
Oh, okay. I call it brand dependent. Brand, We're dependent on it. Yeah, I think I think to brand dependent is 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 definitely a more realistic um, assessment of that yeah. syndrome. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that I am definitely brand dependent, and I'm wondering if that's uh, if my brand dependency jives with most people's, or you know, like people can sort of assess what their own brand dependency is versus everyone else, just for fun. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Okay. Well, I did try right, and, to pull, just because we were talking about paper towels, I did try to get some uh, numbers on paper towels. That's the best way to do it, to have, like, little, you know, go into the computer and get, so, but I'm waiting to get them. And then, okay. uh, oh, and then the, to answer Michael's question, we do have the Verons, uh, we have the crawfish and the shrimp boudin right now. So with the regular or the hot. Have you had that product? Do you like? Oh, I guess I probably shouldn't ask you if you like the product. That's that's probably not. Well, I'm not a big boudin person, so I've probably I don't know if I've even tasted it. So I've okay. told, I've always shied away from boudins in general because if it's too mm -hmm. strong, it'll ruin it. So I have to be real careful. I think I think I have tried maybe the maybe I tried the hotter this one. And uh, uh -huh. but I can't remember because, like I said, I'm not a big Sudan person. It doesn't. It's. I mean, it sells. We have it, but they stopped shipping it fresh to people, so it's in the freezer case. So we actually do have it in the freezer case. That's probably where everybody has it. So, mm -hmm. um, because okay. it's kind of a shelf, you know, shelf life sensitive product. Yes. So um. So that's the only way they send it now. So it's in the freezer. I'm not a huge Veron's fan, but I might try that crawfish boudin. That sounds kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Yep. Anyway. And okay. steams too. That's real good. We used to do steams? it just with shrimp. Yeah, with that steams cane syrup he was talking about. Uh -huh. When Jody and I did our menus, we used to do a, uh, we used to call it Bayou Sunset Shrimp because it was like orange from like red pepper and the steam syrup. And chicken uh, broth. We used to make a uh, shrimp dish. So, so uh, um, what is it? A sweet heat. A sweet heat. Uh -huh. yes. Sweet heat. Sweet yep. heat is what exactly. it's called. All yep. right. All right. Your All time right. is up. We will right. talk to you next week. All right. Talk to you Thanks. then. All right. Bye. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to me, Marianne Fitzmore, sitting in the chair here for Tom. Tom comes and goes, but he's gone right now. So if you would like to talk about food, that's what we do. That's all we do. That's what we've been doing for thirty. Well, Tom's been doing it for thirty-three years. We'll be back. It's three thirty, bottom of the hour news time. Louisiana Radio Network. Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Matt Doyle. Lawmakers blasted LSU's lawyer this morning over the school's decision to not allow employees to testify at a legislative hearing on the mishandling of sexual misconduct cases. New Orleans Representative Amy Freeman says school officials have not justified their decision to not fire anyone as a result of the Hush Blackwell report. LSU General Counsel Winston DeQueer responded on behalf of interim President Tom Galligan. It was a very, very difficult analysis, but he had to make a recommendation, and that's, that's where we fell. And for the students, that feels very unacceptable. And a fiery crash on I-10 near Crowley claims the lives of three people. Trooper Thomas Gossin says the crash occurred as one vehicle was heading the wrong way, but because of the damage, it's hard to tell which one it was. Definitely one vehicle headed the wrong direction on I-10. That caused this crash. So that's what we're trying to determine right now, which vehicle was the cause of the crash. 
The victims have not been identified so far. LRN. Don't just work on your property, enjoy it. Right now at Sunshine, we have low monthly payment options on our John Deere 1025R tractor package and gators, with payments starting as low as $150 on gators and $199 for the 1025R tractor package. Now's the time to get powered by Sunshine. Learn about our extended warranty options and apply for financing online at sunequip.com. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Offer ends May 3rd. 2021. I'm Dr. Mike Strain, Louisiana Commissioner of Agriculture and Forestry, reminding you to shop certified Louisiana craft beverages. You can be sure these Louisiana craft beers, wines, and spirits are officially certified by looking for the certified Louisiana craft logo. Support our Louisiana companies and keep your dollars right here at home. So remember, buy fresh, buy local, buy certified Louisiana craft beverages. Learn more at certifiedlouisiana.org. For more information, go to CertifiedLouisiana.org. The Edwards Mortgage Group, the Mason Collective, NOLA Title Group, and ARC Insurance Consultants are the ones to call on for all of your home needs. Whether it's mortgages, closing, sales, or insurance, they take care of your home needs, and now they've come together to help take care of the needs of our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music combined with interviews and outreach news to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. You can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.funkyuncle.live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge this Friday, April 9th, Mark Mullins. For more information on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to funkyuncle.live. You make me feel so young. Yes, indeed. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. Before we go to Bill, if you will be so kind, Bill, let's hang on just another minute. Who is calling to report on his Middendorf's experience last night and the stuffed crab. So we have a cliffhanger here. What does Bill think of the stuffed crab? But first, I want to tell you about Chifuncta's. Chifunctas is one of a kind, and that is all you can say about it. Well, there's actually plenty more I'm going to say about it. Chifunctas is on the river, its namesake river, Chifunctas, uh, Chifuncta in Madisonville, in the space that was formerly Friends, but it has been completely redone into a fabulously glamorous space, complete with private rooms, uh, sumptuous banquettes, a patio outside with fire pits for days like today. They have a glorious bar. It's just a beautiful place. They have a food bar where you can sit and watch Chef Michael Gottlieb perform what I have to say is sometimes magic in the kitchen. He has a kitchen that every chef dreams of. There is a bakery station where they bake everything in-house, including the little amuse-bouche rolls, as well as the house bread, all the desserts. These are extra steps that you almost never see. As a matter of fact, I haven't ever seen it anywhere. Chifunctas is not to be missed. It is on the North Shore. It is absolutely worth a drive. Chifunctas in Madisonville. The address is 407 St. Tammany, where it meets the river. 
And the phone number to make a reservation is 985-323-4800. Chifunctas. All right, let's go to Bill. Bill. Hey, Marianne. Bill still hey. So we're uh, waiting with bated breath. I'm not sure if we're going to live up to the cliffhanger description, but um, <laughs> we'll give it a shot. Um, okay. So I, I started off with the uh, Italian oysters. Mm -hmm. um, and they were, well, let me ask you this before I go into my version of, of my description. Um, I have never had moscas. Um, how do they present theirs? How does it come out? It's exactly is, is the same. It's in that little, it's a little metal dish and it's baked in the little metal dish. And, uh, it's, I guess the metal dish gives it heat from the bottom too, but I always see it in that kind of dish. And, uh, it's, it's pretty much the same, only not as good. Go ahead. What? Okay. So it was, a, it was like a little, um, like a little muffin dish, but the sh much shallower, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like a, a muffin it's dish. a ramekin. Okay. It's a, it's a metal ramekin is what it is. About six this inches. Hmm? Well, this was six individual spots on this muffin pan. Oh, okay. No, I've not seen that one. I've yeah, not seen that I was, presentation. I, I, was, I, was, I was expecting it, expecting it like in a ramekin, but this came out like that. So, anyway, um, and, and very shallow because muffins are pretty deep. This is maybe a half inch deep. Yeah, right. And just enough for an oyster, um, like an oyster shell, but in a pan. Very close, yes, but yeah, mm -hmm. um, they were the flavor was really good, but I found them a little on the dry side. I, I was expecting a little more moist, and maybe if they mm -hmm. had been all together in a ramekin, that might have been the result. But these were individual in this shallow muffin tin, and maybe that dried them out a little bit. Um, anyway, I, I don't know if my expectations were too high, but again, the flavor was good, just a little drier than I had hoped for. Um, was it garlicky and oil? And uh, it, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Again, the flavor was really, really nice. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And you know, the oysters kind of shrivel when they do that kind of, uh, right. of a dish. Um, so they were, they seemed tiny, but again, you could taste the oysters and you could see them, and, and mm -hmm. texture of them was there, and the flavor was fine. So, mm -hmm. no complaints on that. Um, however, I might have been, I don't know. But maybe the gumbo would have satisfied me a little more, but um, that's for another time. Um, then I moved on to the stuffed crab, and it was exactly like you described it. Um, that big ball, um, the crab meat content was quite adequate and generous, um, but that didn't have quite as much flavor as the as the uh, as the uh, the oyster, Italian oysters, and I was. I was searching for something to give it a little kick, um, mm -hmm. and I'm not a salt. I'm not a salt person. Um, I mean, I used to eat a family-sized bag of Lay's in, in in three days, and now it takes me three or four weeks. But because I don't like mm -hmm. salt that much anymore, but I had to put salt mm -hmm. on these to try to give it some kind of a some kind of a help. Um, mm -hmm. I put salt and Tabasco, um, but the but but so if I could maybe take ten percent of the crab meat out and add fifteen percent some kind of a flavoring. Uh, pop, I, w I would do that. But the, the crab meat aspect was just like you described. It was plenty. It was very generous. Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. I, I was not. Yeah, I was not disappointed with that. Matter of fact, 
I got the one. They have another one on the menu. Yeah. Two. I don't, I don't know how you can eat two. Agreed. I, I mean, yeah. Wow. And I, and I didn't eat. I ate like two two French fries and no hush puppies. And and between the Italian yeah. oysters and the that big old ball of and again yeah. I enjoyed it. It just didn't have quite enough kick. But I mean, uh-huh. I, I would get I would get it again just because of the crab meat aspect is well worth it. Now, you know, it, it, it's, I think that's a good point because when they offer two, I think most people imagine the old fashioned crab, you know, so, size, yeah, where, which is just like a normal size portion. It's crab meat just a little elevated off the shell, which anybody correct. could really eat two of those. But if you're expecting Absolutely. that and you get these two massive balls, yeah, it could be a little traumatic. And it was, um, it wasn't actual real crab shells yeah um so that, that was all and and you know back in the day when i used to enjoy them i, I loved them being in the crab shell because whatever would kind of lip, lip over the side would kind of bake crusty onto the shell yep right and, yes. and burn and burn a little bit and i would uh-huh. scrape all that off that was i enjoyed that <laughs> as well so and i like digging I, I, it out from the lip underneath too. oh yeah yeah yeah, D- yeah. Digging it out, yeah you, i used the cocktail fork that i had from a uh-huh. I saved it, and I'm glad I did because it really got into the the little the little like you said underneath the the, the edge and the lip and way in that yeah. point. So it was good. Now you know what's but, interesting? Uh, I don't see. I see that some places do the stuffed crab in the crab shell, and some places do it in the little, you know, um, I don't know if that is aluminum yeah. guess, yeah, and I'm wondering. Yeah. I'm wondering, because this is a law thing, I'm wondering if there is some sort of volume thing where you qualify to do it in the crab shell if you serve a certain amount of volume, or I wonder if there's some fine that people are willing to pay. It's interesting that some people do it with the crab shell and some people don't. Well, I wonder if you have to serve boiled crabs on your menu. I don't know. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ask Mandeville Seafood that because I'm going to go have their stuffed crab. Some, was it you that told me I needed to go have their stuffed crab? I, I, I sort not. of in a quest for stuffed crab. So I'm going to find that. I'm going to go right. check that out and find out. I'll bet you it's in the shell. And I'm wondering, uh, I'm going to ask them about the laws about that because I think that would be interesting. It would be interesting. But the last comment I have is... Um... It also comes with, again, the fries and, and coleslaw and hush puppies. The coleslaw, that, I, I, I love coleslaw. I, I like all kinds, whether it's wet, sweet, dry, more mustardy. But this was, uh, they could have just kept that. That was um, almost, almost it's like your It's like your school cafeteria coleslaw. It, I don't even know it's that nice. I mean, it was, <laughs> and, and, I had, and, I, and I love pepper, so I figured pepper would fix it up but then i had to add salt to that i'm not a salt person so yeah i, I was yeah. I, I was disappointed so but anyway yeah. i will get the stuffed crab again and um i think i'll go for the gumbo next time over the italian oysters but i appreciate your recommendations and again your description was right on thank you but you know what you know what? i i wonder about middendorf's i mean they've been there for 80 what six seven years now so i guess right. if you've been around that long you can kind of do whatever you want but I'm I'm always mildly annoyed when I get the the fish plate 
and it's got these incredibly ordinary fries and incredibly ordinary uh, coleslaw. And I think, you know, I wish it was yep. better. But they do yep. such in unbelievable volume there that I, I think I even asked once about that. And I think Horst said, it, the volume is just so prohibitive. You just have to, you know, this is what we're doing because of the volume. So that's that. All and, right. Well, you know, that's my report. And I will keep listening. All right, then. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, five five six nine six nine six. That was Bill who was calling to report on his Middendorf's trip last night. He asked about um, the stuffed crab at Middendorf's, and um, I am always on a stuffed crab hunt. And I'm glad that he said that that was an accurate description because I really worry about giving a description. It's just, you know, my opinion, but um, that is how I found it. I'm glad that's what he said too. 5569696 is the number. If you would like to talk to me, I'm sitting here just waiting to talk to you. I'm getting at this moment two texts from, um, one is from my sister who wanted to know if I wanted her to call in today. And the other is from Nicole about the fennel because we forgot to talk about that. So if either of those ladies are listening and would like to talk about fennel because we are, or we could just wait until next week and just, you know, do the fennel, the fennel segment. My sister pulled up another tree of fennel and it's sitting in my kitchen and, um, Nicole and Sylvia and I have bonded over fennel and we'll be talking a lot about it because it's really quite beautiful. It's massive and I just don't really know what to do with it and neither does she. She put it in her garden for butterflies which um, have not materialized but the fennel has really taken over. All right, 5569696 is the number. We'll be back after these messages. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hansa's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursday's wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. I get misty just holding your hand. I want to mention the sister restaurant of Chifuncta's, which is also in the same building right there on the Chifuncta River. It is Anchor, the Anchor. It is downstairs under roof. It is uh, first come, first serve, no reservations. There's a bar with a lot of sports choices there to watch sporting events. There is a playground for the kids. There's a lot of fun games, a boat dock, and uh, a lot of tables serving 
where you can eat great food. Uh, same chef as upstairs at Chifuncta does a casual version of his food at the Yanker. There are things like poor boys and uh, salads, really fun appetizers. They have a crab boil, not a crab boil, a, a crawfish boil. Um, they have different kinds of seafood plates and a lot of unusual other kinds of plates. Um, Michael Gottlieb has an interesting approach to a lot of dishes and uh, it's good. It's good. It's a good approach. They have a good hamburger there. They have a different hamburger upstairs than they do downstairs, but they're both good. Uh, but they also have something, they have a smoker down there and they're smoking all kinds of things. There's something called a barbecue family pack and you can, you don't have to be a boater, but they do uh, various meats and sides. You'll have to look at the menu to see what they have, but um, they keep the smoker going all the time. Uh, boaters can pull up and get a barbecue family pack if they're going out on the water. It's Chifuncta's, not Chifuncta's, it's the Anchor, and that is located in the same space downstairs as Chifuncta's. It is 407 St. Tammany Street, right at the river, and the phone number is 323-4800. That's a 985 area. This is a beautiful day, a great day to go to the Anchor. 5569696 is the number. We are probably not going to talk about fennel, uh, but there's always fennel. My sister keeps cranking out fennel. I keep bringing it to Nicole. She keeps cooking fennel, and I keep letting fennel sit here waiting to be cooked. I have to, after the show go to another draw uh drive-through crawfish place i didn't make it there last night and i'm going to go to mandeville seafood and pick up some crawfish and also have the stuffed crab so it's just boy think just hear the eating that we do just to do this show my goodness i mean it is I would say it's tough, but someone's got to do it. But it is actually tough. I mean, I, I'm never, never hungry. Uh, I said that today was Pan American Empanada Day. We didn't talk much about empanadas, but I do think uh, they're certainly worth talking about. Empanadas are a delicious hand pie. And the most common examples of those are the Natchitoches-style meat pies and the Hubig's pies, which hopefully we're going to see again at some point, I mean, I don't know. Uh, they've been talking about it for a long time. They've got, they've they've won the lawsuit. They've got the new location. I don't know what the holdup is, but I, I they seem to be tight-lipped about what's happening next. Speaking of being tight-lipped, the new uh, Greyhound is opening. I think really soon over on the North Shore. It's the same people from Del Porto, but I don't know when exactly i keep watching it whenever i go ride my bike down there the dollar sign was invented today in 1778 by oliver pollock the most generous monetary contributor to the american revolutionary war at the time neither he nor his hometown of new orleans were part of the new nation he lived next door to what is now the royal orleans parking garage on charter street a marker there tells about his history 
His dollar sign is a stylized version of the U over an S. You could buy a meal in a restaurant without having to use a whole dollar until about 1974. It's kind of hard to imagine that that recently you could buy a meal and not have to spend a whole dollar. I mean, 1974 is a long time ago, but when you think of how expensive things are now, it's kind of hard to believe that they, they were actually, you know, that cheap that recently. I mean, I know that's not recently, but, but it seems like it is to me. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you'd like to talk to me, I would love to talk to you. Just a few more minutes of the show. Somebody sent us an email uh, probably a couple of days ago after we sent out the last newsletter. And um, it was about the wine piece that was in there. As I said once before, one of the things that we are doing here with the business going forward is um, preserving the legacy of Tom's hard work over the last 50 years. And a lot of those <clears throat> are things in the, the newsletter, just his writing about various things. So I don't know what it was that struck the fancy, but it was about wine. And it's, it's a pretty lengthy piece. I'll probably skim over it a little bit, but if she thought it was interesting enough to actually write about it, then it might be interesting enough to actually write, to read about. Um, a reader wrote to Tom a, a little while ago, I hear you and read you telling people that they should drink wine every day. That's such a foreign idea to me that I wonder how you can say it. Am I missing something by drinking iced tea, which I like just fine? Wine never really appealed to me, and I almost never drink it. Maybe what I'm asking is for you to explain why wine is so essential to a great dinner. You know, I could have written that, although I want to be clear, I did not. But um, I definitely could have written that. It's a good question. Is wine just an affectation of snooty gourmets, a ruse on the part of restaurants to get you to double your check? Well, Tom has always said, and he'll probably say it here, that a waiter assesses your viability and worth as a customer by whether or not you order something to actually drink that is alcoholic when you sit down. And if you're an iced tea drinker, you automatically get demerits for that. Cheese is fermented and gets its many subtle variations in flavor from the place where it's made, just like wine. But people don't make nearly as big deal about cheese as they do about wine. This must mean that it's all about the alcohol, right? Some good facts. Good wine tastes good by itself, but even lesser wine may be the perfect beverage for the enjoyment of food. None of this is an accident. Wine is an ancient beverage which predates by quite a bit every other drink other than water. There is evidence that grapes were raised for making wine before any other crops were raised for food. Making wine from grape juice or any other fruit juice is a completely natural process. In fact, to those without refrigeration or antiseptic conditions, the conversion of grape juice into wine occurs with no assistance from man. It's almost impossible to keep the process from occurring. If you accept the idea that our bodies crave what they need, 
even to the point that we crave an overindulgence of those things, then you'll find it easy to understand that the, the, you'll understand the appeal of wine. In the proper amounts, drinking wine with a meal is better for you than not drinking it. The acid in it helps digestion, a fact that your taste buds recognize when they detect how good that wine and food taste better together than either do apart. Wine can even be said to be a better beverage for the human than water. The water humans drink through all but the last hundred years of their existence could very well be unsafe and full of harmful organisms. It still is in most of the world. But even if wine goes bad, it's very unlikely to hurt you. What is wine, anyway? It's grape juice that's evolved. Its sugars have converted into alcohol because of the action of yeasts that naturally occur on grapes. That's all. Nothing is added. Nothing is removed. Not even the sulfites that every wine label, and, and we do mean everyone, warns you against. They're natural byproducts of the winemaking process. There are a few exceptions. Some winemakers add grape sugars or even grape extracts to their wines, and others take the alcohol out. But those are oddities. The best wines in the world are made in the most natural way. Drinking wine is not like dancing. If you've never drunk a glass of wine in your life, you will not make a fool of yourself by ordering a glass and drinking it as if it were any other beverage. There are no ceremonies that must be practiced. You lift the glass to your lips, drink some in, and swallow, period. Neither is it essential to match the wine to the food. Although endless streams of words are written on this subject, not even the severest wine snobs would disagree with this statement. Almost all wines go with almost all foods. The exceptions are so few, we can list them right here. Strongly flavored, oily fish takes a little funny with big-bodied, dark red wines. Extremely spicy foods and high-alcohol wines accentuate each other's edges too much. Artichokes make all wines taste metallic. Dishes containing an upfront vinegar component don't go well with any wine. But you could even ignore all these guidelines and still not have a flavor in your mouth as bad as the rancid last food fast food french fries you probably eat more often than you'd admit. This is a really lengthy article. I'm going to refer everyone who would like to hear more about it to nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. If you are a subscriber to the newsletter, you would have gotten it in your, your newsletter just yesterday, but I am out of time for reading it now, so uh, you'll have to continue it there. But it was an interesting piece as the woman who sent us an email about it said, and I had to go and have a look at it. I didn't realize it was quite that long. As we depart, I want to say happy anniversary to WGSO. We have a brand new website, WGSO.com, where you will find uh, details on uh, what the 75 for 75 campaign is about. There's an online auction happening soon. They uh, would like you to make a donation, which will be tax deductible. They are now a 501c3 corporation designated by the IRS. But anniversary is 75 years of being the community voice of the Crescent City, of being the only news talk locally owned and operated station. They would love for you to participate in the 75 for 75 campaign and your donation will be well spent to improve the quality of the station overall. WGSO, happy anniversary, 75 years. Nomenu.com is where you will find the piece that I just read, also our dining diaries, reviews of restaurants, openings of restaurants, specials at restaurants. You will find uh, the Almanac, which we do the show as a blueprint, we use a, as a blueprint, blueprint for the show. 
hundreds of recipes and really good ones too, like 400 some odd recipes. Nomenu.com is where you'll also find any missing pieces of the food show. Click on the food show, which is right up front when you go to nomenu.com. Please also sign up for the newsletter. You'll get that stuff right in your inbox twice a week. Nomenu.com. We also have an Instagram page at the New Orleans menu. We would love for you to follow us there. There's a lot of pretty pictures that correlate to the kinds of things that you heard mentioned today on the show. Someone called earlier about the review of the Greek dinner that we went to last week. There's a lot of that kind of stuff and just general fun stuff. Tom's been at this for 50 years and there's a whole lot of information on that website. Also things like extinct restaurants. So nomenu.com is our other platform for reading about food. N-O-M-E-N-U.com. Uh, Tim McNally is coming up next. He does the Dine, Wine, and Spirit show and talks about a lot of these same things, but mostly with a bent toward uh, the liquid portion of your gourmet experience. That's it for us. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, you're listening to WGSO New Orleans. It's time for the Hey, this is William Wallace with William Wallace for America. You can hear me on Tuesday nights from 5 to 6 here in WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. President Biden is signing a series of executive orders aimed at curbing gun violence. The president is limited to what he can do regarding gun violence without broader action by the House and Senate. Senators will soon take up the House-passed legislation expanding background checks, but it faces a tough road in the tightly divided Senate. Republicans are criticizing the White House for focusing on Central America in their fight against illegal immigration. Congressman Lloyd Smucker of Pennsylvania said during a trip to the Texas border that the president and vice president are ignoring the impact on American border cities. I call on the vice president to come right here as well and hold these kinds of conversations. This is USA Radio News. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain straining and bloating again and again. No way. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor today. You may be able to save on Linzess and make fewer trips to the pharmacy. See if you're eligible to pay as little as $30 for 90 days. Visit Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Abbey and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Florida lawmakers are passing legislation to clean up a potentially toxic waste site near Tampa Bay. State senators on Wednesday passing an amendment that would allocate $3 million to clean up the Piney Point facility, which has been leaking wastewater from an old phosphate plant since last week. State of emergency was declared in Manatee County last week and over 300 homes in the area were told to evacuate.